Hey kids, this is uh, me, Ice Robots. We're back from another super exciting, super fun episode of World Famous. We're going to talk about He-Mans. We're going to open some Supergirl cards. We're going to look at, like, cards from our spirit guide and all that good stuff. But until until we get to that point, why don't you, uh, Pastor Grandpa? Can't Okay, IC Robot. I am on the Tech 12. This is one time for your mind. The world's famous IC Robots show. As we join the scene, IC Robots is once again called into the office at the Pooptronics moon base. IC Robots. I am glad you could make it. Please, have a seat. Oh, okay, uh, thanks. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll sit right here. I understand that this past week you walked out of a meeting with one of our human resource specialists. Is that true? Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I guess that's true, but, um, I don't know, it's just like, I, I can't keep talking about food cubes all the time. You guys, you guys got me on, like, such a vent quota that I, I just, I can't even be here right now. I gotta get back. Derek bugs out if I don't get all the vents done during my shift. I mean, I did walk out, but yeah, I, I, I did. I walked out. Well, that's not good. I understand that sometimes things can be frustrating, but do you have to take it out on people who are trying to help you? Here, have a food cube. It is vanilla flavored and has a slight jasmine smell. It is very soothing. Uh, no, 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 thank you. No? You don't like them? That's very strange. I'm just, I, I, I'm, I'm sick of people trying to stick these in, in my face all the time. They're weird and they're awful. Okay, no need to get hostile. Listen, if you swear allegiance to food cubes, we can put this all to rest. What I need is for you to say that you love food cubes into this microphone. No, I will not do that. I will not say that I love food cubes into the microphone. I, I refuse. No. Thank you. We have what we need. Back to work with you. Hey, hold on. I see what you're trying to do here, man. Delete that. Delete that recording, please. Just right now. Let, let me see that. Please do not touch the recorder. Shut the door on your way out. I'm talking world famous, babe. Now let's return to Earth. Let's open a pack of weird trading cards. search of a cosmic power source that could save her world from destruction. I think I recognize the costume. From the producers of Superman, Alexander Solkind presents Supergirl, starring Faye Dunaway, Peter O'Toole, and Helen Slater as Supergirl, rated PG. Starts tomorrow for your Thanksgiving entertainment at a theater near you. I can remember, like, distinctly when Supergirl came out, and I, I think one of the things that, like, really, like, sticks in my memory is that, like, for whatever reason, the movie did not have the heat that Superman had, the, uh, Chris Reeves, um, Richard Donner Superman, that one, that one was a big one. My family wasn't, like, we weren't, like, the cinema type, we were more like the HBO watch movies at home type, which is... Which is all good, man. I get it. The movies are, like, crazy expensive. And taking your families to the movies is, like, that's, like, a giant expense. So we didn't do it that much. But the uh, the Chris Reeves Superman movie was one that we did go to see. That was, like, that was, like, a sensation. That movie was huge. And then when Supergirl came out, I, I was, like, 
I was like really surprised that just the, the the heat wasn't there. Like people like they were not into it the way that they were into Superman, which is which is surprising to me. It's just it's really weird. There's there's like this weird sort of like cultural deal where people do not dig female superheroes as much as male superheroes. And I I myself I I quite feel the opposite. If I if I were trapped inside of a burning building, let's say, like I'm like I'm up in a, in a skyscraper, like trapped yelling out the window, I would much rather have Helen Slater, the star of Supergirl, come and scoop me up in her arms and take me away than I would uh, rather have Christopher Reeves. I mean, like, look, I'm going to be happy that either one is saving me and I don't have to, like, burn to death. But if I had a choice, I'm going to pick Helen Slater to save me. But that's, that's just me, man. You can feel however you want, but it's always... It's always just been wild to me that people don't like female superheroes as much as male superheroes. I guess it's because people kind of, like, live vicariously through the adventures of superheroes. And, like, at the times, I don't know if it's as much nowadays, but at the times, like, dudes were may, way more into comics than than chicks were. So, I don't know. But it's always it's always just been an odd thing to me. And it, it continues on today. But um, I also think one of the things about the Supergirl movie is that like, it wasn't as good as the Chris Reeves, uh, Superman movies, like, I, I thought it was fine, I thought it was fun, I have it, I have it on VHS, and I'll, I'll pop it in every once in a while, there's, like, a background noise, and there's, like, a, lots of weird visuals, and it's cool to see, cool to see Helen Slater fly, flying around, I, I, I would say that I'm a Helen Slater fan, I liked her in this, and I liked her in The Legend of Billie Jean, The Legend of Billie Jean is one of those movies that feels like, it has, like, a cult following, but, like, overall, it's lost in time, but that was, like, that one was on cable, like, all the time, and I would watch it, like, every single day, it felt like. When she comes out, and she's cut her hair, and she's all, like, punk rock, I thought that was just, like, one of the coolest, uh, coolest things ever. It's nice to see Helen Slater on TV every once in a while. She plays, uh, Melissa Benoist, the, the CW Supergirl. She plays her mom. So it's nice to see her on TV every once in a while. She's, she always been, she's always been, like, a crush of mine, you know, I had, like, a childhood crush on good old Helen Slater, but, uh, let's, let's see what, let's see what we can find out here about this set of cards. This one came out in 1984. It is a, it's a 44-card set, and each pack only includes six cards, and each card is a sticker. So these could more aptly be called a sticker set rather than a card set, but they're still, they're still pretty cool. It has, like, a nice pink packaging to it with a cool, Cool picture of Supergirl. They were, were put out by Tops. It looks like this one initially cost 50 cents. There's a 50 cent price tag on the back. I think, I think like overall, the crown jewel of the set would have to be card number one. That's the first sticker that has Supergirl like all alone on it. And if you were to call one of these her rookie card, I do think that it would be card number one. I don't think they have any gum in here. I can't feel any on the inside. But let's, uh, let's bust these open and see what we can find. I want to keep this wrapper intact because this is, this is a pretty cool one. I've been keeping, like, all the packs, all the wrappers on the packs together because I think they're, like, the art on these is just, it's, I think it's really good. But let's, let's see what we got. The first one here is number 29 and it is, uh, a determined Supergirl watches as Selena transforms into an unearthly monster. And on the back, it has a picture of, a. Uh, am not sure who this character is. Somebody, but, um, it's not Supergirl. So we're gonna, we're gonna sit this one aside. And then we have round number two, Supergirl is a captive. And on this, she's, a uh, she's knocked out. And on the back, it has a scene from the movie, and it goes, it goes like this. In the Phantom Zone, Supergirl encounters Zoltar, 
exiled from the doom of Argo City. And it has little word balloons, and it goes, there's no escape, Kara, no escape. And she goes, there has to be. And then the next one is card number uh, 21. It says Teen Angel. This is a pretty good one, honestly. It's a picture, picture of Supergirl with her arms crossed, looking all angry, and then the word Teen Angel underneath in kind of a balloon font. I think that's... That's my favorite one so far. If I do choose to stick these, that one's going to go. That one's going to go on the Trapper Keeper. And then the next one, it goes, let your imagination explode. And it has a has a picture of Helen Slater as herself, not in her Supergirl garb. She's in normal garb, and she's with some some older chap. And then on the back, uh, a steam shovel ordered by Selena to scoop up a bewildered young man runs amuck in Midvale. And then there's a, a thought balloon where she goes, my mission here is secret, but I have to stop this thing. Good for you. Good for you for standing up for uh, what you believe in. Then we have card number, sticker number three, rather. And it goes, a nice place to visit. And it's Supergirl, like, walking around uh, Midvale. I think she's in Midvale, not Metropolis. I think it's a different a different town. But that's a good one. And then the last one is card number 42. And it just says Supergirl. And it's a picture of Supergirl. That's a good one. Card number 42 I like. And then I like this Teen Angel one. That's a... That's a good one. Remember that song, Teen Angel? Awful song, but, uh, you know, not really awful. But I used to hear that on KFRC all the time. So there you go. There you go, my dudes. We opened up a pack of Supergirl cards. Not really as thrilling as we would have hoped. I think it's just because there's just, like, there's not that many cards in the set. You know, usually we get to go through, like, twice as many cards as this. But this one, only a few, only a couple. We got two that we liked, and that's better than zero, I suppose. But, uh... Let's move forward. Do you guys like the Supergirl movie? I think it's fun. It's not great. It's not amazing by any stretch, but it is It is a fun movie that I've watched a few times and always have like a moderately decent time watching. If you have any thoughts about Supergirl, hit me up on the tweets at IC Robots. You can hit me up on Facebook, facebook.com backslash IC Robots. Let me know. Let me know what you think. I'd like to, uh, I'd like to chat about that. If you want to talk about Legend of Billie Jean, which sadly does not have a card set, I'm also willing to talk about that if you want. Let's move forward. Teenager this week in Japanese League Baseball. After being suspended indefinitely by the Japan Ham Fighters for karate kicking a teammate in the face, seriously, Shou Nakata has been traded to the Yamagiri Giants over this past weekend and has already suited up for his new team. It appears that the suspension was team-issued rather than league-issued and will not be recognized by the Giants who have already plugged Nakata into the cleanup position. Nakata, who has 261 career home runs, should be very successful in the hitter-friendly confines of the Tokyo Dome, should he be able to stay healthy and productive. That is This Week in Japanese League Baseball. That was This Week in Japanese League Baseball. There is only one man who can strike fear in the hearts of the mutants. Only one man with the power to seize control of the tri-solar galaxy. No matter what it takes. Only the most powerful man in the universe, E-Man! This is the Mo2 Minute with the man who sold Caldor the acid that burnt off his face. I see robots. 
You know what, dude? I made a pretty good uh, profit on that acid, man. I sold to that dude, and then that dum-dum just dropped it right on his face, leaving him a yellow skeleton. I wonder if, it, like, at first he was, like, a white skeleton face, but then over time it sort of, like, it collected, like, dust from the air and stuff and became brown or yellow. I don't know. Anyway, I, I got myself a Motu right here. I got a vintage Motu in this box. This box came from Murfreesboro, Tennessee. I've actually been to Murfreesboro, believe it or not, which is which is, which is kind of wild. But I, I got it right here. I I bid on an eBay auction. I'll, I'll do this a lot. I'll bid like I'll bid like a minimal amount. I'll I'll bid like the opening bid and then just like forget about it. And every once in a while, I win. I I do like over time want like all the Motus. I mean, not really. I don't really like need all of them. But there's none of them that like. I don't want to have, so I'll, I'll bid on ones that seem cheap, and then every now and again I win, and this was, this was one of those times that I pulled a win, it's, uh, still here in the box, let's, let's grab that Arthur Fonzarelli brand switch, and we're gonna cut into this box right here, I am opening up this on the air in front of you, give it a nice slice there, shut the blade, open up the box, I... I think this one's pretty good, well-packed. They're using paper, which I appreciate. For an item that isn't really, like, super breakable, like an action figure, if you put it inside of a box and you wrap it in paper, I find that's, like, more than sufficient. Also, it's recyclable. It's reusable. I'll take it outside. Outside my garage, I have a big bin full of stuff that I use for packing because I, myself, I ship things out from time to time on the good old eBay circuit, so I keep boxes and I keep, uh various wrapping items and stuff. So this paper is going to go right in my bin and it will be used again. The figure itself is inside of a Ziploc bag, which is also nice. I am removing him. The figure that I have here in my hand is a 1983 Motu release. It's a guy who goes by the name of Cobra Khan. He is a lizard-like dude with, with a head that you can remove. Here's the gimmick. You can remove his head and then you put water down into his chest chamber, and then you can push down on the head, and he will squeeze it out like it's a poison coming out of his mouth. I think that's pretty fun. He's not one that I had myself back in the day, and he's one of the he's one of the less desirable Motu figures, which I which I don't really understand because he's pretty cool. He has like this viper-like look. He's neat. He has a gun. I think this is the same gun that's come with a couple other different guys, but I can't. I can't verify that for sure. His head comes off easily, and then you pour it down into here. Let's, uh, let's go see what we can find out. What can you tell us about this homeboy that goes by the name of Cobra Khan? Cobra Khan is a member of the Evil Warriors, and a cross between a man and a cobra, who has the power to spray a sleep mist from his hood which immediately renders his opponent unconscious. Although generally recognized as a member of Skeletor's evil team, in many media he serves a dual allegiance to both Skeletor and the later introduced King Hiss of the Snake Men. On the cartoon he is portrayed as a sly, scheming and sullen character, capable of taking on numerous opponents at once with his sleep mist. Never fearful or bumbling around the heroic characters, his low, whisper-like hissing voice provided by Lou Scheimer enhances the portrayal of him as a reserved and sinister character. While, uh, while you guys were listening to that, I scooted over across the office, and I got this, uh, I got a book. I have a Motu book. It's, it's fantastic. It's amazing. It was written by a YouTuber, uh, that goes by the name of Pixel Dan. This guy is, like, a Motu expert, bar none. This is the Toys 
of He-Man and Masters of the Universe. It's a big, giant, hardcover book with, like, every figure that's ever existed, every accessory, everything. It is, it's amazing. I bought it. I love it. It's great. But what I, what I learned from this book while I was, well, you guys were listening to that, was that, like, the arms and the legs of Cobra Khan were also reused from the um, original Skeletor mold, and the pistol that he has is the same one that Zodak has. Also, there was a variant of Cobra Khan known as Camo Khan that was released only in Argentina, and the paint has kind of like a uh, kind of like a little camo motif to the whole thing. Very, very cool. I also, I also filled his little spritzer with like poisonous liquids. Let's, uh. Let's see what that's like. Hold on, I gotta aim it away from my... Oh my gosh, hold on. It's great. I squirted this all over my keyboard. So good for me for being a dum-dum. Good for me for bringing uh, liquids near the uh, near the computer. But I, I'll i take care of that later, I guess. Oh, awesome. I put my arm in it. What a, what a day I am having here as so far. If it wasn't for talking to you guys, man, and the way things are going lately, I would have... I would have jumped off the roof headfirst a long time ago. Things are going awful, but you know, it is what it is. You got to strive to survive. You got to keep fighting until it's uh, the last day on earth for you, I guess. I don't know, but I, I did get Cobra Khan and that is, that is great. I want to go online here really quick. I'm already, I'm already on the online because I was looking for things. Let's see if I can find that Camo Khan and see what that what that looks like. It looks like they have released a few different versions of Camo Con. There was one that was like a Super 7 that came out. This is the Camo Con, the variant we were just talking about that was available only in Argentina. Super 7, they did a series of like reactions, like a uh, He-Man reaction type figures, which is, which is really cool. When I was younger, I always wanted like versions of my different figures in like Star Wars slash G.I. Joe scale so that like all my guys could fight against each other. You can get that one. That was like an exclusive of, of something or another. But that's like 40 bucks for the Super 7 Cobra Con, Camo Con. They also did in the Masters of the Universe Classic. And this was a Power Con exclusive. That's that's that convention that I'm debating going to. But the way the uh, the way things are going in the world right now, I kind of don't think that I'll be going. But you can get that one for 252 plus 50 bucks shipping. It's coming from France. Oh, here it is. Here is the original Camo Con from Argentina. He's really, really cool. He has a he has a club and he has different hands. His hands are more like they're more like pincer style, like that one guy who's like a crab dude. And he does have a really neat camo motif. But if you really wanted that, if you felt like you needed it, you could get that ship from Miami, Florida, for right now three thousand dollars, which is. That's a little more than your guys got. This this Cobra Con, it only cost me $12.99 shipped, which is like the most I'm going to pay for something, honestly, because I'm super cheap. I'll bid that, and then if I win, I win. If I lose, I lose. Sometimes I win, sometimes I don't. This time I did, and I have Cobra Con right here in my hand. He's going to he's gonna join my squad. I got I to gotta cut this short because like my elbows are wet from spraying this poison mist, and my keyboard is wet, and I'm afraid it's going to get damaged, and I got to... I gotta take care of that, but before we do, we got a new paid advertisement by Food Cubes. Please, you guys, please consider going over to supportthereport.com. If I could get more patrons on my Patreon, I would not have to take these ads for Food Cubes because I think they're gross. I think they're awful. 
I do not like them in any way. I have to do it, though, because I gotta keep the lights on here at the Earth Base. And, like, without you guys on the Patreon tip, we're gonna keep getting these ads for uh, food cubes. I'm a sellout, I guess. I don't even guess. I know. I'm a sellout. I know it. But uh, let's, let's play that ad, and then we will be right back. And now a paid advertisement for Pooptronics Food Cubes. Pooptronics brings to you the greatest new food treat in history. The Food Cube. Take it from trusted podcast host IC Robots who says, I love food cubes. Food cubes are great. Say it again, please, IC Robots. I love food cubes. You heard it from him. Go buy some now. Just yesterday morning, they let me know you were gone. <laughs> A look at this week's flea market acquisitions. All right, man. This has gone on absolutely long enough. I, I can't believe that they would misuse my voice in that manner. You guys know that that wasn't me. You know that that wasn't me on that food cube commercial. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, that was my voice. But that was from, like, they're misusing me. So please, please don't buy food cubes. That was not me endorsing them. That was that was an illegal endorsement. And I will be in contact with my attorneys at the uh, law offices of uh, Dewey Cheatham. And how, let's, I think the less said about that, the, um, the actual better, let's, let's move forward. I, I've been doing the flea market thing for a while now, you know, we're, we're back in full swing here in Santa Rosa, California. We're back at the Vets building, which is, which is nice. That's the bigger of the flea markets we have here. And I, I haven't really been hitting any big licks lately. I haven't been hitting anything great, but I have, I have been having fun. I have been going. Let's, uh, let's go over a few of the things. Hold on. I'm reaching over here to this table. I have like a little, uh, a little like, uh, what would you call it? Like a TV tray sitting by my couch in the office that I, that I use to sit things on and just, you know, whatever. The, the things that you use a table, a table for. But, uh, on the table are two of the things I've recently purchased. These are both, these are both starting lineup figures from 1988. They are football dudes. On one hand, I got Richard Dent. Richard Dent was a linebacker for the Chicago Bears back in the days when they were when they were tearing it up. I like him. I think he's a rough, cool, tough character. And you had him on the Super Bowl shuffle and all that stuff. I, man, I'm still, I'm still shooken up by that commercial. That was, that was really upsetting, dude. I gotta, but, uh, man, I, uh, I apologize. But I got this Richard Dent starting lineup. I also got, I got Mike Singletary. I got Richard Dent and Mike Singletary both from the championship Monsters of the Midway. But what I got, what are these guys for? And it took me a while to decide which one. I wanted the helmet. The football player starting lineups helmets come off. They come off of their head and you could put them onto G.I. Joe's. So I got a Chicago Bear helmet and I put it on my Refrigerator Perry G.I. Joe figure. And man, he looks dynamite. I've wanted one of these for a while, but it's kind of it's kind of hard to find the starting lineups on the circuit that still have the helmets. You'll find them with like with just like, you know, no accessories or whatever, but I found a whole bin full with the hats, and I put one of my hats, football hats, onto the fridge. He looks dope. The other one I got is a guy that goes by the name of The Boz. He's Brian Bosworth, who we recently saw talking to Sting on AEW Wrestling, which was pretty fun. I, I didn't even recognize homie. I heard him say The Boz, and I thought they said The Boss. And I was like, that's not Bruce Springsteen, dude. So I rewound it a couple times, and I'm like, oh my gosh, they said The Boz. That's Brian Bosworth. But I got the Brian Bosworth starting lineup, and he's actually like... He's actually pretty cool because he has that dorky Brian Bosworth haircut with, like, the flat top with the with the lines shaved in the side. 
truth be told, I actually factually had this haircut back. I think my junior year of high school, I had the flat top with the lines in the side. I didn't have the Bosworth rat tail. I didn't go that far, but I did have these, uh, little vanilla ice shaves in the side because, you know, hip-hop, hip-hop, right? Back in the day, we're all into hip-hop. I also, at one time, I had, like, a checkerboard shaved into my, uh, in the side of my head. On one side, I had a checkerboard. On the other side, I had three stripes because that's just, you know, I was so hip-hop, dude. I was so into real, true hip-hop that I... I dress like Vanilla Ice, but uh, I got these two guys. The Boz is cool, man. I do like the Boz. I do like Richard Dent. I got them, and then I bought a couple CDs. I got the Flash Gordon soundtrack by Queen. We all know that one. I have that on CD, but my version was scratched. I picked that up. I got the Best of the Go-Go's on CD. I love the Go-Go's, dude. I don't even know if you hate them or love them, but I, I think they're great. Just really fun, like pop uh, 80s, 90s, pop punk kind of stuff. Super fun, got the goes, got the Flash Gordon, and then I also, I got one more, hold on, what is, um, I got, oh, I got, uh, Wish by The Cure. I'm a big Cure fan. I just like all kinds of music, dude. I like music. Music is great. Music makes me happy. So I got three CDs. Those were a dollar each. I was pretty happy with that. I ripped them all and put them up into my, uh, internet, uh, iBroadcast account so I can stream those onto my phone. That's what I do when I get a CD. I take them, I rip them transfer them online, and then I have this uh, this app called iBroadcast that streams them into my phone. I do that. I got those popping. That's really fun. And then my favoriteest thing I got, I got a flip clock. I've been looking for one of these forever. You know what I'm talking about? Like a flip clock, and it's one of those with like the little, the numbers that go flip, flip, as the, uh, as the minutes and the hours change. They're really popular in like the 70s or the 80s. I've wanted one of these for, like, the longest time. I'm not even kidding. And I can never find one that works. I find it from time to time. I think when people got digital clocks, that they just, like, um... They took their flip clocks and tossed them in the garbage. So there's not, like, a ton of them floating around. And the ones that work are even harder to find. I found this one. And I was pretty excited. It looked really nice. Really great shape. Clock radio. Alarm clock. And I asked the guy, does it work? And he's like, yes. Yes, it works. And he could tell by my face that I, like... I didn't really believe him. I, I didn't want to call him a liar, but I was looking at him like, are you sure it works? And he goes, hey, go check it out. Go over there, plug it in. Over by the vets building on the side of the wall, there's like an outlet. And sometimes people take electrical devices to flea market over there, plug them in to try them out before they buy them, or probably more likely try them out after they buy them. But dude's like, just go over there, plug it in, see if it works, come back, you know, let me know what you think. So I, I took it over there, plugged it in. I sat there for like a minute straight. Staring at the clock, waiting for it to go flip. I stood there just waiting to hear the... And eventually, it flipped. And I was so happy. I was so happy. I went back, I bought it. It cost me 20 bucks. It's more than I like to spend for something at the flea market. But I've been looking for one of these for so long. The office, the office of the uh, Icy Robots Earth base, I have kind of like the 70s and 80s motif going on. And I, I find that like, if you take like a very mundane thing, like a clock, it really adds a lot of atmosphere to the room. So I'm happy... I'm happy to have that. I can actually see it right, uh, right here from where I'm at. So that's, that's pretty cool. Let me, um, let me tell you a flea market story. This character who we will call, uh, Clarence for the, uh, purpose of this story. This guy, this guy is as our dude Gino Vega would call, is a mutant. He's a red hat wearing mutant. He, he goes in for that whole scene and he's very boisterous about it. I don't like this guy, like, at all. I find him to be shady 
And this story is going to illustrate how he's a bit shady. So there's this other guy named Joel. Joel's a really nice guy, really cool vendor, really friendly guy, great prices, has awesome stuff. Really friendly, cool guy, like I said. And he saw he saw this guy, the mutant, over there at his booth. And the mutant was looking at a, um, at a belt buckle that he had for sale. And then the mutant left, and he went over, and he noticed the belt buckle was gone. So then he told this tale to my guy Ezra from Hitting Speed and Style. And my dude Ezra went over to the mutant's booth, and right there in the booth was the belt buckle, the stolen belt buckle. So this guy is the lowest of the low, besides being a red hat wearing mutation to mankind. He's also a flea market thief. Well, how low is that, dude? This guy Joel sells everything for like a dollar or like two dollars. I'm not even kidding. Everything he has is like dirt cheap. I don't know where he comes up on this stuff, but he does. And it's dirt cheap. It's all priced to move. So this guy stole like a dollar. A dollar item. And it's really low. So so my guy is going to go over there and he's going to steal it back at some point. The plan is to like go there, distract him, steal it back, give it back to Joel. But man, you can't trust these mutants, dude. They all have very low ethics. Very low ethics. Once you put that red hat with the white letters on your head, your ethics go down the toilet. It's terrible. It's whack. Can you believe that? Like... Stealing from somebody who's like selling things for a dollar. It's just I don't even know what's wrong with you. I've also I've also heard tales of this mutant how he uh he'll go he'll go to like stores and he'll buy like rock and roll t-shirts or whatever and then he like he like rubs them together and he like rubs dirt on them and whatever and then he ages them and he takes them to this flea market in Alameda. It's more of an upscale flea market. He goes to the Alameda flea market and he sells these these like dirty distressed shirts as like actual vintage. I gotta say though, when you're out there, the number one rule of all rules at the flea market is protect yourself at all times, buyer beware. So if you fall for something like this from one of these scumball mutants, you only really, you only really have yourself to blame. I mean, I myself have been taken many times. I'll buy something, Dude said it works, then it doesn't work. So that's why I was happy to test out that clock. But it happens all the time. Fire beware. Let's uh let's move forward in the show. We're gonna I don't know, we're gonna do some stuff and get up out of here because we're already up on it, man. The show's going long. Alright, talk soon. I'm here at one with nature. Clearing my mind, clearing my thoughts, getting myself prepared spiritually, mentally, emotionally. I've forgotten what it's like to lose. You are listening to World's Famous. All right, my guys. We are up on it right now as we speak. There's only so much space on the IC Robots radio servers, and we're about to use up all of it. And right now, I'm sitting in the Earth base, sitting in my office, looking around. I can see that. I can see that my beautiful dog, Urs, is over here on my right. My beautiful dog, Jones, is over here on the left. And I, I'm just happy to be surrounded by so much love and so much everything. I, I appreciate it, but still, man, I still... I got the bow staff by the door. I got the satchel filled with the uh, beef jerky and other other survival things. And I'm just like, I'm just like, I'm on the verge of heading out into the woods. I'm out on the verge of walking the earth once again for an extended period of time because life is rough. Life is rough right now. But you know what? You gotta, you gotta take these shots in the stomach. You gotta take these shots in the face, these punches, these kicks. And just, you just gotta do your best to keep on moving on because man, if you really like... If you really like examine it, there's always always something going on in life that's bad. And if you if you kind of fall into this trap of like, well, this one bad thing is happening, and you kind of you start looking for like another bad thing and another bad thing, and before you know, it, you're overwhelmed. You gotta you gotta try to look at the sunny side, as they say. There's always a sunny side in any in any situation. I guess I know not if that is a I know not if that is like overall true, but there's always there's always like something something to uh, focus on. So I'm still I'm still here. I'm still 
blathering into the microphone. I'm still talking to you guys. I'm still doing whatever. Let's, uh... Let's take a look at our Animal Spirit Guide cards. These are messages from your Animal Spirit cards by the uh, great Stephen D. Farmer. He's an oracle out there who draws uh, draws pictures of animals on cards and gives them, like, traits and stuff. Let's, let's flip through these. Flippity flip, flip, flip. And we're going to see what card we have right here. The card we have in front of us is the Spirit of the Grouse. That, uh, that sound you heard was the grouse, uh, flapping its wings. It does this weird thing where it just, like, flaps its wings like a hummingbird. A grouse is, like, a small, small little bird that walks around in the ground. They're found through all sorts of, uh, regions of, uh, North America. And they, they make, like, this scary sound. Imagine, like, imagine, like, you're in your tent and you're camping and you're out there in the middle of the woods and you start hearing that. It sounds like a, sounds like a motorcycle is up on you. But let's... Let's see what we can learn from the grouse here on this card. It says, express yourself through rhythm and movement by drumming and dancing. And I find that, like, I find that that is very good advice. I I do myself, I like to dance. I'm not a great dancer. I'm okay. I find myself to be, like, a surprisingly decent dancer, believe it or not. I, I bebop around the house when I'm listening to my music on my earphones. And I, I do kind of bebop around the gym sometimes when they're playing, like, a... Like, cool beats. I find that in life, it's it's better off to just, like, not be embarrassed if you're dancing. And just, like, let yourself cut loose. I One time, one time I was at this uh, concert at this mall we call Montgomery Village. It's here in Santa Rosa. I wasn't, like, I wasn't, like, at the concerts. I was, I was going to, um, I was going to the bookstore to look for something. And they, they have, like, these, these little concerts in the, uh, the, the square. They have like, this little square. And people gather there and they play, they play music. It's mostly, like, it's mostly, like, you know, local, uh, cover bands and stuff. And they, they had this concert going on. I've said concert, like, 16 times and I, I apologize. But they had this thing going on and I, I walked by and I saw people, I saw people, like, horribly dancing. Like, they were dancing in, like, the most unrhythmic way that you could ever imagine. But I... I had a lot of respect for them because they were not afraid to let it all hang out. They were not afraid to be seen dancing terribly in public and I realized that, like, they were having more fun than I was at that moment. So I jumped in and I started dancing terribly myself. That didn't really happen, but it should have. That's what would have happened if I lived in a, in a in a sitcom, but instead this is real life and I just, I walked over to the bookstore and probably, like, I probably looked at the latest issue of Empire Magazine for a few minutes and then decided that the... The twelve ninety nine price tag was too much and left. And then went home with nothing. Because I do that all the time. I'll go to the bookstore to get Empire Magazine or to get Rue Morgue or to get, like, one of these other movie magazines that I really love. And instead, I end up flipping through it, looking at the price tag and going, will I really read this? Will I read this enough to get, like, twelve ninety nine worth of enjoyment out of it? And in the end, I decide that I won't. And instead, I leave with nothing. So it was just waste of gas, waste of time, waste of everyone's... uh ways of everyone's everything, but you really do gotta, you gotta find time to let yourself get loose, you know, you gotta feel your body move, you gotta feel like, you gotta feel the rhythm in your heart, I, I, I realized the secret of dancing, of like how to dance recently, what you do is, and this might be obvious to everybody out there, but if you don't know how to, how to dance at all, you gotta, you gotta bear with me for a minute, what you do is, you, you listen to the music, and I, I focus on the drum beat, I focus on the drum rhythm, and I'll, I'll move along to the drum, and then, I'll get, like, some kind of, like, swang or some kind of, like, whatever I'm doing. And then 
the drum beat will always be like, you know, for example, like dot 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 ding, dot 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 ding, dot 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 ding. When you hear the ding, you do like a more drastic movement, kind of like you swing, like dot 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 ding, and then you point to one side, dot 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 ding, then you point to the other side, and you kind of you kind of like mix it up, but you stay on rhythm with the drum beat, and whether whether you got hot moves. Whether you got hot moves or not, you still kind of you still kind of look good because you're you're in focus with the rhythm. If that makes sense, I tried to explain this to the old wife one day, and she was just like looking at me like I, I was on meth, like I was just like tripping out. But it makes sense if you really if you really focus to it. Listen to the drum, listen to the beat, and then when you hear the ding, move your feet. Was what is basically what, what I'm saying. If you if you focus on that, you appear rhythmic, and it doesn't really matter so much as far as like your actual your actual movements, because nobody expects you to be like Fred Astaire. Nobody expects you to be like Chris Brown or one of these hot dancing dudes out there. They just kind of, they just expect that you have some movement and that you're on the beat. That's all it is. Stay with the beat. So take that advice into your heart. Go practice it right now. Do some movements. Do some dancing. Dancing is good for your soul, bro. I'm not like Mr. Disco Dance. I'm not, you know, any of these guys, but I, I do find that like just cutting loose and dancing around and bebopping around is like, it's really good for your soul. I do it more often than, than you would expect. It just, it feels good to kind of like just feel the music coursing through you and to feel it like come through your body. And this probably all sounds really silly, but it's not. It's very good advice. It's very healthy for you to uh, try to just enjoy things in that manner and just to kind of enjoy things in the way to where you don't really care what other people think about what you look like because everybody looks silly when you're dancing. It's all it's all bad, you know. No one no one in real life is uh Michael Jackson. We're all more like Elaine from uh Seinfeld. But you know, when Elaine was doing that dance, she was having fun. So that's what matters the most. But um until we meet again. Until we meet again, my guys, this is me I see robots. I hope that you're doing well. I hope that you're happy. I hope everything is good in your life. If it's not just uh, put your head down and, and run straight into it, and eventually it will be good. There's always sunshine on the other side. The uh, the sun comes up every morning, as they say. But, um, yeah, that's about it for now. We'll uh, talk soon. Hope you guys are uh, healthy, wealthy, and well. All right, um, Ann, bring an organ. And you know I got to have that. Some people listen because they want a mystery Some people listen, then say we're whack But if they miss the show, they get the heart attack Now look at you, you're sitting there, biting your lip The whole world sees you as a hypocrite Live out the first law and make yourself preservation If the show doesn't help you, change the station If you don't want peace in the world Love, peace, and happiness in an endless world If all you want to do is keep the whole world back You're the one that's whack Yo, Slick, blow. That's right. I see Robots Radio is a listener-supported endeavor. If you like what we do here and you look forward to new programming, consider helping us to bring fun stuff every week by heading over to supportthereport.com and tossing a few pounds into the hat. It's important to support things that you enjoy. Thanks and have a great week. Supportthereport.com Everybody love everybody, right there up on the wall.